Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. Good seeing everybody. Who's praying for snow today? Huh? It could happen. Possibly. I don't know. Good seeing everybody. Uh, you know, as we've, uh, our series we've been going through, it's called The Way On is the Way In. The Way In is the Way On, excuse me. <laughs> I should know that. Uh, and the whole idea of that is understanding that God is taking us to what He has for us, which is really good life, the life we've been designed for. But how do you follow Jesus? And the way you follow Jesus is that you allow Jesus the living Jesus, to come into places that are inside. And the way you move forward is you allow him to come in. And so that's what we've been talking about, and we've covered lots of different things. Um, you know, the, the thing I'd say today, what we're going to be talking about, is we're going to be talking about Jesus with us along the way. We've talked about Jesus with us in listening to him, Jesus with us in bringing us peace when we're not at peace, and how he comes in those places. Today we're going to talk about this place of him being with us along the way. Um, you know, I, I think when I read about Jesus, the thing that is so wild to me, it's God is Jesus in the flesh. Uh, Jesus is God in the flesh, and so we understand it says when we see Jesus, he's a full representation of God. So when we watch him, we can know who God is. And I think the wildest thing about Jesus is how much he likes people. <laughs> Not just a few people. Actually, he likes all these people, every person, rich, poor, people are struggling, people are on the margins, uh, even the religious people. He longed to be close to them, and he was very personal about loving people, not from a distance, but actually wanting to get right into and live their life with them. And I think that's always fascinating to me, you know. I remember one time, you know, you got to have icebreakers like in meetings. One was, uh, what was your brush with fame, right? And there was, who was that person you met that was famous? Now, some of you are thinking, I'll tell you because it's so cool. And some of you think, I have nobody, right? But the reality is, we, there's a fun game you play. And uh, so, you know, but usually what you get in that game is like, well, the higher the influence, the more powerful the person the less you can get close to them, right? So it's like, well, I don't know. He was a cousin of Taylor Swift's, I think. You know, I met him at an airport, and I, I didn't really meet him. That's always how you get these things. I didn't really meet him, but I talked to them. I saw them. I said, hi. I think they looked back at me. That's about what you get, right? I remember one time I was leaving here about 15, 16 years ago. I was getting ready to go home, and I drive my car up to the exit, and there's a police car blocking it with a police officer sitting there. I, don't think, I didn't think it was for me, so I thought, okay, I'm okay. So I went up, I went up to the top of the hill and stood by the sign, and as soon as I got to the top of the hill, this, these black SUVs come flying by with their back doors open with people with guns, another one, another one, and all of a sudden, I look, and it's the presidential motorcade. And it was, I'm just like, just in shock, and then President Bush waves at me, and I smile, and they're like, and I go back to my car and drive home. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's like... That's my brush with fame. And I think, here's what I'm pretty sure of. President Bush didn't say, man, can we turn back? That guy by that church sign, he looked like a nice guy. I'd like to 
I'd like to get close to that guy, right? I think if I tried to get close to him, it may not have worked very well, right? <laughs> but here we have Jesus, and like, he likes to be with us, and he can be with us. To me, that is shocking. He loves to be with all people, young children, in the shooting way. I want to be with them. The most broken, remote people, he wants to be with them. The people who are marginalized, the people who are struggling, he really wants to be with them even more. And so we look at that and, and we understand that Jesus wants to be with us, not in our fake lives, our polished lives, but actually in our real lives, our everyday lives, the mess that we're in, the good parts, the joys, the sorrows, the small moments, the big moments. And of course, that fits pretty good with Christmas because we're going to talk about Emmanuel. I mean, how about that for a name of the announcement? This is what you need to know about this person who's going to show you who God is, Jesus. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, think about that. Almost 700 years ago, Isaiah says that there'll be this sign. A virgin will conceive and give birth to, to a son, and it will be called Emmanuel. And then in Matthew, when the angel announces to Mary, he just, she, just, she knows this verse. <laughs> she knows what he's saying. This is, he says, this is what's happening right now. A virgin will conceive and give, you'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And so that's his introduction because that's a characteristic that he obviously wants us to really understand about who God is. How many of you guys have Christmas songs that get stuck in your head? How many kids have Christmas songs? you have Christmas songs? Sometimes that can be really bad, right? Especially if Alvin somehow gets in there or, you know, or Jordan Chuck Berries. It's tough. But what about, uh, here, here, but some, some Christmas songs, I, I sing in my head, I like them. And one I like, I like the vibe of this song. It's that uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now, you guys can hear it already, right? What is it? It's the hap, happiest season of all with those and gay happy meetings. Some of you have those, those happy meetings coming up soon. When friends call or come to call, it's the hap, happy season of all. There is much mistletoeing. And the hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, what a good vibe song, right? Now, here's what I want. Kids, if you're, under, if you're fifth or under, I, want you, I need a vote on this, right? I, I need your honest, not your church vote, your honest vote. Is Christmas the most wonderful time of the year? What are you, what's your best? Yes. Yes. Adults. Oh, seems like there's a little gap of, after life goes on for a while, right? It can be. It can be just a beautiful time of the year. Uh, it's just so good sometimes. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, love, I love that song. I actually get warmth when I hear that song because I realize my mom played it off this thing called an album. And, it's, and, and we would, she would sing it along, you know, it's the most wonderful. And I was like, yeah, this feels like our house. We, we really worked hard at good Christmases, right? But even as a child, I had to be honest, 
When I had the flu with that one Christmas and was throwing up between opening presents, it was not the happiest time of the year or that time we went down to Arkansas. And right before we got there, my grandmother, who we were waiting to see, had a stroke and was in a coma. Huh. Christmas went on, right? So it can be both. It's, it can be the most wonderful time of the year. I love that. We should really enjoy that. But we also know that life goes on as we get adults. And life doesn't stop during the season. And the season amplifies all your expectations, so it makes it even more complicated sometimes. But as you think about that, I, I was, you know, I, I would say this is, it really is so good, the best part, especially all of, all of the year, but especially on Christmas, to know that you have someone who's in it with you, who's with you in whatever you're going through. To me, that is wonderful, where we can open our real lives, whether we're struggling or filled with joy, whether we're reflecting, whether we're go- whatever's going on inside of us, and know we don't have to be alone. Now, you guys have that when you have a friend who's really in it with you, the difference and how that makes, and that's an imperfect friend. We have God who says, I want to be in this with you, David. I want to be in with you. Put your name in there. So, you know, as I... Uh, one thing that we have to look at is God is always wanting us to give us understanding of that. He's wanting to, find, to be present with us in situations. I think one of the favorite verses is in, when, in uh, Luke when Mary is, is taking in what all the shepherds said, and she's like, gets quiet. You know, she's sitting there and thinking, this wasn't what I expected to be in a stable and I wouldn't expect lots of this. I wouldn't expect to be exhausted. And Jesus is laying there in, in straw and wrapped in rags. And yet she says, and Mary treasured and pondered these things in her heart. In the middle of all that, I think she was experiencing Emmanuel <laughs> in a way that she has thought about it and thinks about it and takes it in. So what I would just say is, it works for Christmas, it works for all year round, but I think one of the things I would say is pay attention throughout this season, your time off after Christmas and Christmas, to look for God's presence in situations, in some of the craziest situations. He wants to show you his perspective and his, 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 his peace and his love and his connection and his... his he, how he sees things. And when you do that, it just changes things. He wants to come into things that we're going through. I have a memory when I was setting up. My, my job was we all set up the Christmas stuff one evening, usually in our family, and I got to do the nativity scene. And I loved it. I was about eight years old, so I could look right at the mantles. I got straight up, you know, like a little scene in front of me, and I'd like move around those little things, you know, just, do, 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 you know, all this stuff. And I remember imagining when I took Jesus out of the paper, and I sat him in there. I thought, what would this feel like? And I remember as a kid, the reason I think, why did I have this memory? Is because I remember doing that. It was all by myself. Everybody else was off working and working. I was in my little zone, and I could feel the warmth and safety in a crazy world because of Jesus. I, I couldn't put words on it back then, but I'm telling you, I can, to this day, I can feel that. Because when God's presence is there, it changes everything. 
You know, God wants you to experience his presence in everyday stuff. Like a place in which that, you know, and he wants this whole year, but I think especially it's needed this time of year. It's like there's so much pulling us from his presence sometimes, ironically. But, you know, when you're, you know, making that last run to the store because you forgot that ingredient and you're by yourself in the car, or maybe some of you are going to run over to that shop and buy that thing, or whatever it is, go, you're traveling to someone's home, you get up early and no one's there and the Christmas lights are on, you're having a meal with your family, it's tense or it's beautiful, whatever. God's saying, I'm here. And he can show you things in the middle of crazy things. And he can do it anywhere, anytime, in any circumstances, which is so great. It doesn't matter. If it's not what you expected, it's not matter how hard or how good it is. And that's so cool. And uh, he can do it when you're around, when you're all by yourself looking in a little nativity scene or just laying in your bed waking up. Or he can do it right in the middle of the crowd of the craziness, Right? But we have to choose a spot of taking, recognizing that and then savoring it and saying, and really treasuring it. Those moments, those are gifts from God in a world that's often giving us gifts that aren't too great, right? These are good gifts. But we have to just kind of keep alert to them. And then we see them, we realize, oh, God's in this with me. And I want to close with kind of a crazy Christmas story. I kept thinking about it, so I thought, well, it doesn't seem to maybe fit and I don't think I'm doing it just because it's a fun story. I think it actually does fit after I've thought about it a while. And it was just like this feeling as a kid um, that was so good. At the time, I don't think I quite understood how much it was God. But again, you remember things for a reason. This was probably one of the most enjoyable Christmases I've ever had. It was a wonderful time, that one was, all right? And I remember what it was is my parents got together with the other boys. There's two other boys we played with in the neighborhood, my brother and I, Billy, Mike, and he got them walkie-talkies. <laughs> now, you kids, here's I want to help you get into this a little bit more. Walkie-talkies, you probably know what they are. They probably don't excite you very much, but think of the most amazing game you've ever experienced or that thing that you want so bad. Walkie-talkies are actually better. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's how, that's how good they are. The idea that you can go around with your friends without wires and just run around and hide anywhere you want and say, can you hear me? And they say, I hear you. <laughs> you can't think of anything else to say but those things, right? So, but they were so good, the walkie-talkies, and they, and they put us all the same brand, so we all were on the same channel. So, this was just so fun. It was freezing cold outside, and we didn't care. We were outside all day with these walkie-talkies. My, my uncle, we never watched football in our house. My uncle, A.D., nice guy, but not used to being around kids, right? So, he was dying to watch this game that he wanted to watch. Back then, the walkie-talkies were on the same frequency as the TV, so as AD would be right to this point, it would go, and go, 10-4, I'm in the fort, 10-4, over and out, do you hear me? And it would just come, our voices would just keep coming in on him, and AD was ticked. 
I mean, he's like, I just, and so my parents, out of being obligated, said they wanted to come out and help us a little bit. So they, they would come out to the outside, say, kids, kids, can you, uh, and they would just start laughing hilariously. They couldn't, they couldn't tell us to move away. They said, have fun. And they'd go back in. <laughs> and, and AD would just get so mad. And it took AD, about a day later, he was with us, right? It was this place, and I think, what was that about? It was about, and the reason it was so meaningful wasn't, it was funny and all that, but it was meaningful, and here's why. Watching my parents laugh like that and be in it with us like that, and I knew it was a good thing, right? I thought, and, and so God was there in that moment. God was there nudging AD, say, come on, this is funny, isn't it? You know? God was there with my parents watching us play outside and laughing the heads off and enjoying us having a good time. And God was running around with us in the neighborhood laughing and enjoying it. And somehow in that weird story, I got Emmanuel. God wants to be in your laughter, your sorrow, and your joys. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to have a, just a, Time, we're going to be just quiet. Don't worry, kids. It's only going to be for maybe a minute and a half, so you're safe, all right? We're going to be real quiet. And what I want us to do is I just want us to welcome God's presence into the things as we go into Christmas, inviting him to join us with the things that are in our life right now. So just be quiet. Close your eyes. Jesus, you're with us. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll always be with us. You know how this world is a mixture of all kinds of things, but you're with us in everything. So right now, just think about the joys that you have. Anything that is good, every good and perfect gift. Think about the good things, the things that you're grateful for, and bring God into that. Bring Jesus into that. What you're excited about. <laughs> what you love about that person. What makes you laugh. God, we thank you that you're part of our joys. But you're also a part of the things that are hard, our struggles. So right now, just whatever it is that is difficult right now in your life, which all of us have that, understand you're not alone in that. He really takes, comes along with your burdens and shares them with you and lightens the load. an area that you're sad in or feel alone in. God, just come into that right now. Holy Spirit, just come. We love you, God. And I just pray for every person here. I pray that you will give us eyes to see your presence in situations of humor and hope and joy. 
Give us eyes to see that. Help us treasure it. Help us to let our pain connect us to you and our joys connect to you. We thank you, God, that you are with us and you love to be there. We welcome you.